Oh, we begin. I forgot how much automation and uh, audio post-production can take. And automation, not like the stuff to do automatically, but like audio post-automation. Uh, Ugh. Robusta Coffee, on the move. Would you even drink that? Super Bowl, what? Does anyone watch that? I guess a lot of people do. China has dropped its vaccination requirement. WTF? Sketching out some ideas from March Motion. Uh, and yes, double uh, SP number 37. Well, that's Steam's Rescue Podcast. Episode number 37 is not ready just yet because of the aforementioned automation game that I have to do. And what about that balloon? Really? Come on. Friday, February 10th, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky, folks. Hope you're doing well. End of the work week for most people, most normal people. Uh, for the rest of us who um, don't seem to live normally. Who works until Friday anymore? Does anyone actually work until Friday or until like actual knockoff time, like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock? I mean, I know farmers in Australia, they would knock off at around 5 o'clock. That was the end of the day. I was thinking about this the other day because, uh, you know, wistfully remembering my youth and all the other travels I've done and all the other jobs and Meg Stephen why haven't you, if you complain about this job why haven't you changed other jobs it's because I've had other jobs that have actually been worse than this job okay for example waking up at I don't know six or six thirty uh having to be at work for seven like actually at work ready to go feeding cows uh in on one farm on another farm uh we had to Get our stuff. We had to be at the shed by seven o'clock, and it was just up the hill. But it was a ten-minute walk, a five-minute walk, ten-minute walk. Uh, you could, of course, catch a ride with uh, one of the Utes if the young kids didn't rip off with it first, sort of thing. Uh, but uh, I was thinking because uh, with all of the, I don't know, the, <laughs> the, the we we used to work from seven until well, straight to five, and we got paid per hour, so it wasn't like it wasn't a bad thing, but it was only going to be for like four, five, six weeks, maybe tops, during the, the seeding program uh, in Australia, uh, so it was a very limited time, and that's only the, matter of fact, it's the only time I ever actually worked on farms was uh, when it was very busy, because that's when a guy like me, who doesn't actually know what's going on at a farm, could actually be useful, they're like, okay, you drive this tractor, press these buttons, make sure this thing goes like that, don't hit the Fespos, <laughs> don't hit anything, right? I could do that. I mean, that much I could control. Now, you know, uh, product application. I mean, that's all the the farm mathematical budgeting, financing, uh, production yield, sort of estimations, guessing, sort of stuff. That uh, that would be their per uh, their their purview. Mine would be just showing up and driving the tractor and eating uh, Tim Tams, basically, which they do sell in China. And I've noticed every time I get a bag of Tim Tams, Tam Tams. Tim Tams? Tam Tams? Yes, Tam Tams. Uh, generally, I gain a kilo. Because I, I never just eat one, right? I mean, they're tiny. They're, like, they're the size of your index finger, or maybe two fingers, right? Mm, there you go. Uh, and, I mean, they, they fuck your weight the same way, don't they? Because when you eat two or three or four of them, they're high in fat. Like, horribly high in fat. And so you have three or four of them. The, the package is only 12 or so, like a dozen. And, uh, sure enough, every time I've had... I bought one of those packages. Eventually, the not eventually, the day later, you see the scale take up. You're like, oh, come on, I only had four of them. Well, it's like they're like a thousand, they're like 250 calories each or something. It's some obscene number of calories, but forget the calories, the fat content, huge. <laughs> so, Tam Tams, yeah, they're fantastic cookies. 
just don't have too many of them very often. Anyway, knockoff time. Friday after, uh, end of the week. I mean, if you guys have the weekend, great, good on you. I still work tomorrow, and uh, I think I got to go sit at the bank tomorrow as well to uh, uh, watch them stamp paper. <laughs> oh, this country, I love it. Uh, to get the true feeling of the advancement of technology with the development of technology, all you got to do is go try to wire transfer some money. <laughs> And you'll see just how much technology has not advanced. I mean, they they have astronauts up in the sky. Uh, I mean, they're talking about massive surveillance, QR tracking and everything. And if you want to go do anything at the bank, it's going to take you an hour. I think I've complained about this before. I've mentioned this before. It takes an hour. Whatever it is, if you're going to change your passport number, uh, you're going to update your address, you're going to do anything, it's going to take an hour. And it's, it's, all, gonna, it's all going to be done on paper. they got to photocopy everything. What are they photocopying it for? Don't you have a copy of this on on file? What happened to the last file? They probably threw it out. They're like, what's paper? We don't keep that. So then why are you photocopying it? (laughs) Like they scan it and they scan it. They photocopy it. And you try. I used to watch what they were doing just so that they weren't trying to play any funny tricks. Now I know that they're not going to play any funny tricks because they're like, I I just want to get through all this paperwork. Mr. Foreigner Man, who speaks horribly broken Chinese, is saying something about something about money, and he's getting upset because we have to stamp all of these papers. Oh yeah, Mr. Foreigner Man, sure thing. You get upset. My fingers smell of that oil paper, that stuff. You know the, uh, the not the photocopy stuff, the other stuff. Oh, what's it called? It's uh, it's like stamping paper or whatever it is. I'm gonna think of this name later on, but it's that that copy paper where. They have to make three copies of everything. So you get one, they get one, and then another one, I don't know, they (laughs) flit into the wind or something. I don't. (laughs) They burn during Qingming or on the the streets. I I have no idea. But yeah, paperwork in China. It's it's literally still paperwork for all the digitization of stuff, blah, blah, blah. Digitization of stuff. There's still a lot of paperwork to be done. Anyway, uh, Robusta Coffee. So if you've never tried this before, I've uh, tried to roast some of this um, back last year, two years ago, or at least it was back in 2020 when I started roasting my own coffee because uh, being uh, locked down, there had nothing else to do except uh, work out and roast coffee. Uh, and Robusta was one of the types. Like this is a type of coffee you can actually taste quite a bit uh, if you travel throughout uh, Southeast Asia. You'll you'll try it quite a few times today. Robusta, Arabica, and Iberica, or Liberica, 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 or Iberica. I can't remember one of those. It's, there's three different beans, and Liberica is very similar to Arabica, whereas Robusta is like sort of, I don't want to say polar opposite, because honestly, if you, if you didn't know what you were drinking, and you had a cup of Robusta, and then you had a cup of Arabica, you'd be like, wow, there's a, there's a difference. You know, this one tastes a little not as strong. That's basically your overall impression between the two. Now, which one would not be as strong? Depends on what type of Arabica you'll have because a lot uh, the Arabica beans do vary in quality and flavor profiles from around the world. And some of those can even taste like Robusta, especially if they're dark roasted Arabica beans. Now, Robusta is famous for being the sort of the cheap version of coffee. This is what they use a lot in... Um, 
instant coffee, like Nescafe, all all you Nescafe packaged coffee. Uh, what's wrong with this coffee? It's not so bad. And you're going, you're right, it's not so bad. Uh, if you um, haven't really had good coffee before, right? Uh, for example, like if you went to Starbucks Reserve and you got one of their nice coffees, uh, Tanzania would be a good one. Um, the Dali one, that one's good. Like the Yunnan blend, uh, the Yunnan, Yunnan bean is very good. Uh, don't get the Rwanda. The Rwanda is disappointing. Uh, and there's another one. Uh, I got to think, well, Guatemala is Guatemala's okay. Um, it's kind of mid middle of the road sort of thing. Uh, and the Uganda one, the Uganda one is very flavorful as well. So if you look for, they're expensive though, right? They're, I mean, you're, you're paying a premium for that. If you go get the regular Starbucks coffee, like a, an espresso-based coffee, which is the espresso roast, uh, or if you get a bag of Starbucks beans to take home, those beans have been, those are Arabica, but they've been roasted a lot, like a lot, to sort of even out the flavor profile of them. Whereas these other ones that are micro lots that they sell these days in these black bags that make them all look special and everything, much more costly, but they do have a better flavor profile overall. And I have found that their taste, uh, their flavor stays longer. Now, Robusta, why am I talking about this? Because the Wall Street Journal had this article saying that these companies are now starting to push Robusta. I'm going WTF. So you guys, Starbucks and other coffee companies, raising your prices because of all these fears about the Brazilian coffee harvest and stuff like that. Inflation this, inflation that, and now... Are you going to offer Robusta beans on sale cheaper than your Arabica? Or are you just going to charge a premium for it being Robusta because it's small lot, micro lot, and that if you did charge lower quality for the... So if you charge lower money, a lower price for Robusta, people would start buying Robusta and then you wouldn't make any money off of your Arabica. Now, they're still going to make money off this because Robusta is even cheaper a bean to produce and it's produced all over southeast asia uh, a lot of places do it uh it, it's a very hard uh bean and this is i i have no experience with this other than what i've been reading uh for the last couple of years about these these things and you can if you are in china you can actually get robusta beans uh, sent to you uh same with like there are several coffee farms in uh where's kunming that that one yunnan right so there's yunnan there's another province as well I'm not sure if Guangzhou has it. Guang, uh, not sure, but towards the border of Vietnam uh, and uh, yeah, around that area in Laos, those places have coffee plantations where you can order green beans and you can fry them up if you want. Uh, you can get them on Taobao. No import duties or anything. They're pretty cheap. If you want, matter of fact, if you really want to cut down on your coffee fees if you're going well steve you drink starbucks reserve you missed your missed your expensive man well i've also had these coffee beans where it's like i paid 30 kwai for a kilo they're green beans and you roast them up yourself it doesn't take long 11 minutes per roast i also found that every time i did that i tended to have a headache after i drank the coffee <laughs> so i'm not sure if they had higher caffeine content uh, some people, you could speculate if there was mold, but I mean, I didn't see any mold, anything that looked like mold on there. Um, so it's these sort of, you could do this on your own. If you really want it, you could buy consumer grade, uh, commo- it's called commodity coffee. And it's like for two kilos or a kilo, it's 30 kwai. That's $6 Canadian. 
green beans, and then you roast them up yourself. You know, you buy 250 grams or 200 grams of the Starbucks Reserve coffee, and it costs you 200 quai, which is $40 Canadian, right? You take your pick, right? You can blend it. <laughs> there you go. Blend your commodity uh, green beans with the... Uh, don't You have to roast the green beans, okay? Don't, don't just try to blend the expensive reserve stuff with the green beans or else you're gonna you're gonna have a very unpleasant the green beans will get stuck in your grinder right basically they're they're too moist for it to be um uh ground properly anyway so robust i don't know i it just i see this article and i go these guys are trying to cut costs this is what inflation has done and they're not going to offer a cheaper coffee anyway because after all that is what those instant coffees are for am i right super bowl wtf i guess it's still on yeah i mean I don't really follow professional sports. Uh, there's one, th- <laughs> the finance podcasts I follow, they've been talking about it because there is a, a well-known, not well-known, there's a famous sort of uh, market axiom, uh, axiom uh, saying that, uh, what is it, okay, uh, Super Bowl indicator states, Dow Jones Industrial Average, average will end uh, the year. Uh, so this year, 2023, will end with uh, with a gain if the NFC team wins the Super Bowl. But it will fall if the AFC team is the winner. Uh, so NFC is like the National Football Championship, I guess. So and there's two sides, National and American. But they're both in the States. Okay, gotcha. That's you U.S. guys. You, you can explain this to me if you like. Um, NFC versus AFC. So if AFC... If NFC wins, uh, it goes up. If AF, if if AFC wins, it will go down. NFC up, AFC down. There you go. Historically, the indicator has a success rate of seventy-three percent and more. So, eighty-two percent. Oh, okay. So it usually it's it's seventy-three. So three to four times it's correct, uh, and it's more accurate when the NFC team wins when the national football championship team uh wins conference not championship conference there you go that's the word i'm looking for uh right up so well you um i don't know i'm not sure i have never really actually tracked it before to tell you the truth i'm sure you could look it up and find out that's the super bowl indicator and it, it tracks the dow jones industrial average which i think most people would kind of look at industrial average what industry it's all tech companies now <laughs> Uh, China dropped its vaccination requirement, WTF? All you need now is a negative NAT? Say, when did this happen? I know Hong Kong did it in January, but China? Mainland China? You don't need a vaccination? What the hell am I still doing here? Uh, well, work is busy and I don't want to pack my apartment. I'm not looking for a new job, really, because I'm having a lot of fun, you know, doing post-production audio post-production gain automation on a friday night fantastic best life ever as a podcaster but uh this is actually this this makes me a little bit happy actually i'm not not lying i feel a little bit giddy i'm all of a sudden ooh, i feel the engines are warming you know it's like all right okay here we go okay we don't have to be we don't have to rush out we don't have to rush anywhere we got some we got a lot of things going on right now Let's get some things done. Let's make some things organized and orderly. And let's see what, uh, how, you know, when the next outbreak <laughs> shuts everything down again happens. Okay, no, hopefully not. Pay, 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 pay. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, but uh, if the vaccination requirement is gone, uh, and if pretty much all the other countries have dropped that as well, 
uh, then it kind of looks like this, uh, you know, we might actually be able to travel this year. And maybe Canada, maybe, hopefully. Uh, I was kind of looking to go to some other places, to tell you the truth. Middle East would be kind of nice to have a look around, look a little looky look, uh, see what's uh, over there. Um, not that I'm hinting at anything at all. Again, I don't want to pack my apartment, so uh, I'm not looking to move just yet. Uh, I am sketching out some ideas for March Motion, uh, which is uh, coming up in about three weeks' time. So uh, this is another one of these uh, month-long creative output sessions that I do, projects. Uh, and I've been doing this one, is this my second year or third year doing this one? I can't remember. I've been doing May You Make Your Movie will be the third time. March Motion, this will be the second time. And of course, you can see all these. I will, I'm going to make a new channel for this. Uh, and I also have a, a dedicated Instagram account uh, for this. It's May You Make Your Movie. And that's where I put all of the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the videos. They're all very short, like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. So, and I post, try to post one every day. Uh, but uh, on average, I make one per day. Uh, so it's, uh, I try to sit down every day work on it for an hour, two hours, and see what I can make in that time. And I'm not going to lie, a lot of times it's just me doing something else that I've seen online already. I follow a tutorial, I put in, change the colors, and I put my name on it. That's pretty much what I do with these things, uh, which is another reason why you're like, well, Steve, why don't you sell this stuff? Because I'm like, I'm just ripping off other people, to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm taking it because these this program in particular, and same with that, after Effects, I mean, it's such a complex program. Very intimidating when you first open it up that I'm not at the same level of visual creation with computer programs that I am with audio creation with these pro with uh, computer programs. So it's a lot easier using Logic and all these other tools that I got there rather than using uh, not so much uh, Final Cut, but like uh, Apple Motion, which is a graphics uh, program. So that's coming up. <sighs> Episode number thirty-seven of my podcast. Still not ready because I'm looking at it, going. I was look. I was listening to this audio file. And I'm going. I can't. No. I. I do not want to. I. No. I'm not publishing that. It's. It's not. It's not good enough. Uh, and it's. It's clipping in parts, and I don't like it. So, and I thought I could do it sort of the easy way, and the you know the quick uh, deadline, get it done, get it published. Who cares? Sort of thing. Attitude wants me to just press publish today, but. The, at the same time, I'm thinking of your ears. I'm thinking of my ears. And if my ears are getting bothered by it, then I want to fix it before it becomes that it's not so much a uh, an issue. And I get to use this new uh, RX10D clipper that I've got uh, with uh, this package that I bought a couple months ago. So it gives me a chance to learn a new tool as well. Yay. Uh, but uh, that tool is not doing as much as I need it to, so I had to start going through it. I get to fiddle around with the gain automation on the uh, the track, which is taking a while, but I think the results will be better, and that way, um, overall, it will just be a lot, a lot more listenable than if I didn't do it. And how about that balloon? Okay, so <laughs> I have not said anything about this. Uh, not be actually because I wasn't really even paying attention. But I, again, the Wall Street Journal had an article that said something: that FBI agents, uh, or no, U.S. government says uh, Chinese balloon had instruments for gathering intelligence. Now that sounds really bad, doesn't it? Oh, big bad balloon over our airspace! How dare you! How dare you violate us like that? 
and it went over the whole nation before they shot it down. Like Biden, Mr. Biden let that happen. Imagine if Trump did that. Oh, the shitstorm. Now, this instruments for gathering intelligence. You mean like the temperature, humidity, uh, like um I don't converting it from Celsius or Celsius, which is what China uses to Fahrenheit from, or vice versa, you know, doing that sort of thing. GPS positioning. Uh, I mean, instruments for gathering intelligence. What intelligence? Right. I mean, come on now. I'm not going to sit here and go when it's the Chinese are faultless. Hells to the no. Not at all. I mean, uh, I'm sure maybe, uh, you know. Okay, here's this. How's this for a little fun uh, thinky-think? They wanted it to get shot down so that the little computer bug chip that they've implanted on the inner right lapel of the fold of the balloon, kind of like, you know, how um, other... Well, coronavirus would be a good example of, like, all magically it shows up on frozen packages and stuff like that. Just like that, the little listening device is going to get processed through the FBI archives and everything. They'll be able to hear everything. That's, I mean, it was all part of the plan. I don't know. Was it a weather balloon? Probably. Um, (laughs) Did they make a big deal of it? I think so. Uh, Could have it been something else? Uh, Possibly. You kind of wonder, the question, I guess, is like, well, how did a weather balloon go that far off course? Right? Like, there's your question. It's a weather balloon. Just over the whole world. Came over here, bunch of sensitive military installations. Again, which ones? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, history will tell us a great story about this period. Right from, I don't know, what, when would you pick? What history book would you pick in, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years to read? What year would you want to start in? Is it the, like 2008? Start at like the China, uh, Beijing Olympics? Uh, is it uh, 2000, what, 16 when uh, Xi Jinping got, 2017 when Xi Jinping got reelected? Is it 2014 when uh, Russia took Crimea? Uh, is it uh, 2018 when Trump got elected? Right? Or was it 2014, 15? Oh, shoot, I can't remember. Anyway, which, where, where would, uh, how often did the elections happen? 2000, 2004, 8, 12, 16, 2016. There we go. When, when uh, Trump got elected, right? Or is it some other time? I don't know. It's. I think the amount of history we're going to have to read about this, it's going to be fascinating. Uh, it's going to be kind of cool to think that in 15 years, you'll be able to think back to where you were when that happened. And you weren't just armchair strategizing hey i wonder what it would be like to be over there right now because you are in one of the places that is being talked about let's put it that way if you're in china if you're like in oakville uh or i don't know like grandview canada maybe not everyone's talking about it right well then again i mean even then uh, i've seen some pictures of uh, uh hockey rinks being built in like you know that's what canadians do during the winter they build backyard hockey rinks so you know where were you when the bombs were flying all over the place and you know people were uh, uh, rattle sabering rattle saber rattling and everything they'd be like no i think we were we were playing hockey i think we have a video of you kids uh 
uh, playing hockey uh, that night when it was like minus 35 or something like that, right? I remember we had hot cocoa after with marshmallows. That I mean, perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable. Where would you rather be? Playing hockey out in the backyard or in a politically sensitive area? And with that, I will leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevenserski.com. Troll me, love me, hate me, but whatever you do, please share this. It'd be great to have some more listeners uh, tag along for the fun. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. We will talk again. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.